Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Hey, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I think things are... Seeming to be fine, um, happy with this cooler weather, and uh, we all obviously survived the hurricane, and uh, we're here to talk about it. So, how are things on your end? Did you have any major problems? Well, last week, I think I told you with the rain we had last week, my whole one side of my deck where I have pavers and stuff were all we're all that we're, we're the um, little pebbles and stuff and sand are in between that that was washed away so we didn't yeah. bother to fix it knowing because Joe said look at the path of the next so we thank God because it was like a stream again yesterday mm-hmm. um, and we did get water in my basement which I always do um, not anything crazy but you know it's more surface it comes up from the ground kind of um, everywhere else, but in the on the outs um, in the back part of where I have the sump pump, there was water, and the sump pump was just continually running. So, um, mm-hmm. but there was no major issue. Thank thank the good Lord. I mean, at one point, Lynn, I went outside on my deck <laughs> last night, close to when it was um, supposed to stop. And I just screamed on my porch like a lunatic. Will you stop waiting? <laughs> like, oh, okay. Is enough. That's what I was saying to myself. Enough is enough. Okay. Yeah. Send it to the West Coast. They need it. Oh, oh isn't that God. ridiculous? They do it, it really is so, so unbelievable. And then when you see the devastation of these cities like Philadelphia and Maniunk and the Schuylkill River, I mean, it's just unbelievable. It is. Yeah. I got an email today from a group of people that, uh, well, husband and wife actually, they're the ones that own the place in Lambertville, New Jersey, right across the river. Yeah, it's right on the Delaware. Yeah, they just, they lost everything. But they said that the the studio that they bought and renovated, oh, which was God. a really cool place, 
completely gone. And, and well, nothing. New Hope is, Lynn, New Hope is directly across. I didn't hear anything right. about New Hope. Did you hear anything from them no, on that side? I did not. I did not, but I just felt, I didn't realize it was that bad. And then uh, I heard about a tornado in a, a town called Mullica Hill in southern Jersey. And that's, uh, if you took the, uh, what's the name of that bridge? That is lower Philadelphia near Chester. You would get off there and go across the river and um, Commodore Bridge, Commodore Perry Bridge, I think is the name of it. And if you took that bridge and you went across, um, I guess it's the, uh, the Schuylkill Expressway or whatever it is there, and you took that straight towards east, towards the shore, the last place you would come to is Mullica Hill. And at that point, you have to turn left or right and go somewhere else up and down the coast. Well, Malka Hill got really trashed last night and um, lost nine homes from a tornado. So it was really bad. I mean, it wasn't just the rain. We are so fortunate that we didn't have the winds and the rain that others did. But even south of us in Wilkes-Barre and Pittston, and they had a tough time. Yeah, people were so, telling me, oh, my aunt, Bobby, she lives, my mother's sister, it's her birthday today, Barbara. Wait to hear this, Barbara Le Boutier Van Leuvender. What a mouthful, huh? She was, uh, her birthday's yes. today. She's my mother's youngest sister. And I called this morning to talk to them, plus they live in New Jersey. So I called to see how they, you know, wish her a happy birthday and see how she was. And she, that's what she said, that... Um, there was thunder and lightning and wind and everything there. Well, we didn't have any of that last night. A little bit of wind later, like when yeah. it stopped. Um, but other than that, there was not, thank God, because that other stuff just adds so much fear to everyone's. And at night, it's worse. Mm-hmm. So, um, we didn't yeah, lose power, did we? dealing with this. No. Thank God. No, we didn't either. That's good. Just lots and lots of rain. How did your sister morning, did she get anything? Beautiful. Hmm? Did your sister get any issue have any issues? Yeah. She said she just said there was a lot of wind and some of the older trees that uh would have come down anyway did. You know, oh, but boy. they didn't uh they didn't have any problems. They were very fortunate where they were. She thought there would be a tornado at some point because the skies got so dark. But I guess it just mm-hmm. kept moving across to New Jersey. So, but she said around her, Flower Town, and she mentioned a couple other places, did have tornadoes come down. So, that was a brutal storm. That was, oh, no. whew, scary piece and Manny of Young, Oh my God, Manny Young, just, it, really, I mean, just the pictures looking at it, it's, it's uh, I'm not kidding, it, 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 you just can't even imagine it. No. But, well, here we are. And then the poor people out in the West Coast who would be thrilled to have a tenth of what we had. Mm-hmm. They got nothing. I know. Well, whatever. Um, anything going on? Uh, we want to talk about uh, the the ballet 
not the ballet, what Broadway is, Theater. What about it? No, well, our event yeah. next week, but it, 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 you know, it's only a few more days, so that we've talked about that last night, last time. We're okay with that because it's okay. pretty much the RSVP tomorrow, so. Okay. Well, okay. sounds good. So you're still definitely going on with it? Yes, we are. Okay. Yes, we All are. All right. And this weekend is um, the Columbus Day event no. at the columbus House. day no, no not Memorial Memorial day. Italiana. labor day labor day yeah but it's a fest italiana that's what i'm talking yeah. about mm-hmm. it used to be used to be on that weekend of columbus day but they moved it up no, so really? yeah it used to be that way but uh for years now it's just been the labor day weekend and uh, if it wasn't for my disdain of crowds, I would love to go. <laughs> I, I would love to eat uh, the porchetta sandwich by the people from Unico. It's my most favorite thing. And uh, get some pizza and some other stuff and then <laughs> and go someplace and be sick. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Yeah, that's what I would be doing. Oh. Well, anyway, well, I hope they have a wonderful time. I hope they get... It looks like the, the weather's, weather's going to be nice for them. Yeah. yeah, it's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yep. And that's nice. So I'm glad that they will have a really good weekend to get everybody out there and, and have a good time. Yeah, it's a good thing. Well, that's I want to read a story. So, okay. Do we have time in five minutes? Yes. Okay. Marsha is a physician contemplating retirement and is not convinced it's the right thing for her to do. Yes, she did the math and she has enough in investment assets to allow her to live her life well into her 90s without running out of money. But money isn't the reason for her concern. She wonders what she will do with the time she has every day, every week, every month. Her life has been so well planned among the office hours, the hospital visits, the consults, the annual conferences, the continuing education events. If she does not have that structure in her life, what is she to do with all that free time? She never had time to devote to hobbies or other interests, given her role as mother, wife, daughter, niece, and colleague. She remembers trying to fit in the soccer matches for her daughter, the hockey games for her son, the dutiful spouse for her husband's social events, and her mother's needs as she aged. Now what? I could tell that Marcia had some trepidation about retiring and kept finding some reasons to postpone it. I finally confronted her with the question, what is stopping her from sending the formal letter of retirement to her hospital administrator? She confided in me that she was petrified of not having anything meaningful to contribute to society if she gave up her practice. Who would she be? No longer Dr. Somebody, but just Marsha. She loved her grandchildren but she did not want to become their live-in babysitter. She longed for something more significant, more of a role of giving back to those who could not fend for themselves. 
I connected her with a woman I knew who dealt with the non-financial aspects of retirement. She was someone who helped fill in that calendar with aspects of retirement that in total gave a woman a sense of retirement success, something that hit on all the right buttons. Following their four sessions together, Marcia decided that she had a life she was very excited to get started on and happily announced her retirement. The end. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. That was a that was a that was a quick one. Yeah, and if I didn't ever say the woman's name, I, I would highly recommend the woman's name is Autumn. Nestler, N is a Nancy, E-S-S-L-E-R. And she works only with women, and she uh, that's all she does is help them to create a life in retirement. Love it. So, that's it. All right. Well, I think we'll take a quick break here. Yeah. And we'll we be should. right back. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises because it is who you know. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. ERA, Exceptional Real Estate Agents. When you want to have the best of the best selling your home, you want ERA One Source Realty. With offices all over Northeastern Pennsylvania, ERA One Source Realty will give you the personalized service you'd expect from a professional real estate company. They have experienced realtors that have years of experience, which gives you, the home seller, an incredible advantage. They will offer suggestions to make your house sell faster. They will tell you what others will be looking for. They know how to present your home and sell its features, giving you the greatest chance to have your house sell fast. And ERA One Source Realty offers an industry-exclusive guarantee. If ERA doesn't sell your house, ERA will buy it. Yes, if they don't sell your house, ERA will buy it. That's peace of mind. That's a guarantee worth its weight in gold. Call ERA One Source Realty today and find out how you can have your house marketed by one of the top-rated companies in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Call 877-587-SELL or on the web at ERA1.com. ERA One Source Realty, always there for you. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. 
My name is Lynn Evans, and I am the uh, executive director. I'm also the managing director <laughs> and a whole bunch of other names for Women of Substance, LLC, and that's a, a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse, and that's um, available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and several other places that you can get podcasts. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. Okay. Well, I was uh, scouting around, and I found uh-huh. some interesting stuff. No quizzes, don't worry. No quiz. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, I thought that I, I think this is something that we've talked about in the past, but there's a different perspective on this, which... I thought might be of interest to the people who are listening. So this is called gray divorce, how to prepare and what to expect. And it was written by a woman who is a specialist in this particular area. She is attorney Jacqueline Newman. And it says these days it's becoming more and more common for people in their fifties and above to be calling divorce attorneys. While it may happen for a number of reasons, there's no denying that gray divorce has increased dramatically in the United States. According to the National Center for Family and Marriage Research, between 1990 and 2017, the divorce rate nearly tripled for women aged 55 to 64 and nearly doubled for men in the same age group. The divorce rate for women aged 65 and older increased sixfold, and the divorce rate for men almost tripled. So what are the differences between divorcing earlier in life and divorcing later in life? When people divorce very early on in their lives, they may not yet have children, and the accumulation of marital assets are probably pretty sparse. From a legal standpoint, those types of divorces are easiest, with a typical you-take-yours-I-take-mine settlement. Mm -hmm. However, divorcing a little later in life, when there are young children involved and more assets are in the marital pot, it could be the most difficult time to divorce because there are so many unknowns, such as what future income could be, as well as what future expenses may be. Divorcing later in life when the children are emancipated and hopefully off the family payroll can be easier from a legal sense, but very difficult from an emotional sense. Assuming that income levels are set, more often the case if the spouses are retired and the assets are also more or less set if no one is accumulating further earned income and adding to the marital pot. Typical living expenses are also more known, so budgeting can be more predictable. The most difficult part of divorcing later in life is what happens when you have been budgeting your assets and expenses based on a certain income level, and now with those assets are being divided 
and you do not have the same ability to earn income to replenish those assets as you may have when you were younger. There's a woman named Stacy Francis who has a Francis Financial. She speaks of this scenario. When your lives have been so intertwined for so long, dividing up the finances can prove to be more complicated to navigate. The most important issue to consider in gray divorce is whether you will have enough money to live comfortably through your retirement. There are fewer years to recoup from having your assets split and retirement income reduced. Tack on paying large legal bills and gray divorce could be financially draining. Couples who overcome these challenges will reduce their cost of living by downsizing their home, moving to a less expensive part of the country, as well as continue to work longer into their retirement years. So how do you prepare for a gray divorce? The first thing this woman tells clients, no matter the age, is that once you have decided you want to divorce, and that's the very first question you need to answer before moving forward, then the next steps are to become as educated as possible. Having an initial consultation with an attorney may be appropriate to do when you are contemplating divorce because you want to better understand the divorce landscape. Often she finds that once she explains to a client what a divorce looks like and costs, that person may even change his or her mind and conclude, my spouse is not that bad. Or, as we have heard many times... It's cheaper to keep her. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> okay, so if you are the spouse who has not historically been involved with the family money and are in the financial dark, then it is important that you take the steps necessary to learn as much as possible about the family finances. Whether this means getting a copy of the tax returns, taking pictures of bank statements, or assuming your relationship allows for this, having a frank conversation with your spouse about what your family assets, liabilities, income, and expenses are. If you are the spouse in charge of the finances, then you need to also get as clear a picture as possible about what the financial future looks like and figure out how you both can continue to both pay your expenses with the assets and income. While the strength of inertia can be very powerful, that in and of itself is no longer keeping couples in their long-term marriages. If you're contemplating a great divorce, you want to make sure you're doing so with your eyes wide open and a fully educated mind. No matter what your age, it is important to consider the emotional as well as the financial factors to make sure you're making the right decision to split with your spouse. If you become a member of the Gray Divorce Club, start looking to others who wear the same t-shirts as you do now and find the comfort you need through their companionship and camaraderie. Seek out these people because divorce is a raw and personal experience. You will benefit from the support from these women and men who will be more understanding because they get it. And that's the end of that story. But I just thought that was interesting that 
Nowhere in there did she talk about going and speaking to a financial advisor who probably has all of that information at his or her fingertips and could make your life a lot easier if you could see all that in black and white. And I have been on the end of that several times with clients where it made the entire divorce process significantly shorter because once they see it all on paper, they each take it to their respective divorce attorneys and it gets handled. And I just want to throw that in there, that using a financial advisor in these circumstances can make a really big difference, not only in the time involved, but the cost involved in the divorce. And every penny you save in legal fees is something more that the two of you can share. Ta-da. And you know, Lynn, I still, the gray divorce thing is, is still, it's a little wild to me when you think about it. Because I don't know. I just think like you're there that long, like what the heck? I don't know. Well, I, I think the reason for it is really that uh, there's a couple of different ones. But I think that women are realizing they are no longer stuck in a marriage because they have no idea about finances. And right. many of them have their own jobs, their own careers, their own 401ks. They've got things that would give them the financial support to walk away. And many, many couples are still staying married for the sake of the kids. Mm -hmm. And once the kids are gone and they're out of the house and they're doing their own thing, the two of them look at each other sitting across the table from one another and say, do I want this to be the person I spend the rest of my life with? And a lot of times the answer is no. So then it comes down to, well, can we both sustain our lifestyles um, if we did split up? And the chances are no, you can't. But what price freedom? You know, I've seen that too. I've seen couples divorce and say, I all right, I'll have to work maybe another five, seven years, but I don't care because I'm free and I can make my own choices. And, yeah. you know, if that was the issue, that was the problem with the marriage, that did, that's not ever going to go away unless there is a divorce. So I've, I've seen it so many times, um, and especially in marriages where I thought they were solid. And uh, every once in a while, you know, you get these phone calls. Hey, you know, John and I are getting a divorce. Oh, really? Yeah. And after I, you know, can speak, <laughs> I say, uh, okay, well, why don't we get together and, uh, you know, take a look at what's here. And that's the way we started. But I am really shocked at the number of people. And like, like I said, those statistics don't lie. That the, the longer we live... And the more we look at how much do we want to stay with this person, the answer is becoming no, I don't. And so that's it. Just sad, that's all. Well, it is. I, I remember the one time I read, I think it was something on, on Facebook or whatever it was, where a couple who was... Uh, celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary. 
they um, their children had put together this incredible party, brought all the, their friends from years and years ago, went through a lot of effort um, to put this all together. And it was a surprise. So when they walked in, they saw all these wonderful people there. They just, well, they, they were just excited. And then there's one point where everybody, it was a seated um, dinner type thing. So everybody sat down and got, and of course the husband and wife were at their own little uh, table at the top on a little dais. And um, they asked them to give a speech. And both of them looked at one another and they decided that they were, they stood up, the husband stood up and said, we want to thank you very much for coming here. But it also gives us an opportunity to let you know that we are getting a divorce. (laughs) And so that's the way that one ended. And there you have it. So we're going to take another quick, a quick break. And, uh, and we'll be back with our guest expert, Leah Genacopoulos from ERA One Real Estate. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co-host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance, LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is. The well-established and highly respected Northeastern Pennsylvania certified public accounting firm, Michael A. Barbetti, LLC, is making changes after almost 40 years in business. The firm name has changed and is now Barbetti McHale, LLC, CPA, reflecting the addition of Michael F. McHale as partner in the longstanding firm. Although the name and partnership are a significant change, the staff won't change. Their Dunmore location won't change. The way they serve clients won't change. Their work ethic won't change. And Michael Barbetti's involvement won't change. The Barbetti-McHale partnership adds Mike McHale's three decades of experience in corporate and not-for-profit accounting for the clients of the regional firm. Barbetti-McHale LLC certified public accountants provides professional accounting and tax services to all types of clients, ranging from individuals and family-owned businesses to governmental agencies and non-profit organizations. Call Barbetti McHale CPAs at their Dunmore office and you too can make a change for the better. Business banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call, I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. 
Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this, this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity, my checking account, uh, my payroll taxes. They take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity. Don't you? Member FDIC. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And that's available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and many others. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And joining us today is the lovely Leah Jenicopoulos, who is a realtor with ERA One Source Realty in Clark Summit, which is where Leah is located. ERA has about 100 agents in seven offices in 10 counties, and lots of good stuff happened in the world of, Le of real, I was going to say in the world of <laughs> Leah, in the world of real estate, Leah. How's uh, it going, baby? It is going. It is the world of Leah in my world. <laughs> I feel like I'm sometimes. No, well, no, everything's going good. Everything is moving along. We're still, of course, like I say, when I join you ladies monthly, we are still in an inventory depletion, meaning we have it and then it goes. It's not a bad problem to have, but it's not the best problem to have. So it's like a catch 20, you know, so you can't win. But actually, uh, last week, August 25th, 2021, MSN.com money news and business published a article about the uh, top five metros and the most affordable metros in the country well country and then they broke it down by state and believe it or not scranton wilkesbury and hazelton were named the most affordable metros to live outside of major cities so the oh, wages wow. I know, which is cool. Like, you know, it's nice to get some recognition because it kind of puts us on the board, you know, a little bit. But, and we've really... Yeah, but you got nothing feet. for them. Well, I know. <laughs> and then especially like, you know, not to get off topic completely, if that train really does come tr through, like everyone's saying, oh, yeah. you know, the funding, I guess the funding went into play. And then, you know, I guess they put a... Someone was saying that they already put the blue line on the Amtrak signal. I don't know. But if that really does come into fruition, which I don't think it would even be for another four years, but, I mean, we really got to get something going. But, so anyways, Scranton, Wilkesbury, and Hazleton were named the three most affordable in our area. And they did note, though, um, you know, I, I actually love reading real estate blogs. It's kind of like one of the nerdy traits of me because, obviously, I'm so involved in it, and I like to know what's going on and what's going on in the world of real estate. So then I stumbled across this article, and I thought it was pretty fascinating. You know, they did note that the wages in our area are below the national levels, but so are our home prices. So the median mm -hmm. sale price between all three of these counties um, averaged out to be 135 in the second quarter, 135,000. 
So now Lackawanna holds to be still around, well, it used to be 170 something, and now it's up to, it jumped up to 187, which is the median range. But wow. as a result, the um, new and existing homes sold in April, May, and June of 2021 were affordable. The average mean of the income in that area was around 70000 for a normal, uh, a nor- when I say normal, like a family of four, I guess they consider to be the average household. So that was where it aligned, but they were saying it was very affordable, but it's also very easy to get to other places. So they said that then they also named Pittsburgh and Harrisburg and Carlisle um, that they were also Mm -hmm. affordable too. And then actually Lansing, Michigan and Youngstown, Ohio also played into those roles. Kind of, you know, definitely a mix, I would say, but So that was kind of cool to have the spotlight on Scranton. And then, you know, everyone keeps asking. Sometimes I feel really bad. Like, I feel like I'm texting my buyers on a daily basis so they don't think I forgot them. And I'm always saying, hey, like, you know, don't worry. Things are coming. Things are coming. Things are coming. But I think they like, they're like, yeah, okay. Like, so it's Christmas, you know? So I think that's the other thing. Everyone's just like, what is going on? Are we going to get more homes to come on in the market? And the answer is yes. Everything's always going to come on. I also think that a lot of people are trying to get their houses ready. And, you know, it's now it's back to school season. So usually October we'll see a bit of a pickup again. So the, the short answer is yes. Houses will be coming on the market. The next question that we've been getting a lot of is what goes on with the appraisal? So a lot of people get nervous because obviously we're overbidding and, you know, some of these market values you can't keep up with and where they're going. So it's like, oh my gosh, am I going to have to bring this? Am I going to have to sign off on it? Or what if I can't come up with the cash? So buyers and sellers, there's like a lot of questions that are going on with what goes on with the appraisal gap. So Obviously, right now, our supply is low and the demand is high, which means that prices are naturally going to rise. It's kind of like economics 101. So with that happening in our market right now, the appreciating home, the appreciating value of the homes are now at historic rates. Like we've never seen some of these houses go up. I just had a client last summer that bought a house, call me yesterday and asked if I could do an appraisal on their house, a CMA. And they purchased it in the low three. The canal sell for around three ninety nine. And wow. this is like the difference of thirteen months. Yeah. But you gotta watch. You gotta talk to your tax too. You know, you gotta make sure, like, because you can get taxed on that too. But in recent months, so like the appraisals have been like people are getting nervous with them, and I understand because you know they want the house. And I always say, once you put a bid in on a house, you have an emotional connection. So at that point. You know, they want the house. They don't want to lose it. And then, you know, you have the realtors texting back and forth. Well, how many offers do you have in? Well, I have in seven or I have in three or I have in 10 or I have in two. And I'm, you know, make sure it's just your highest and best. And so it's like they're getting nervous because it's like you used to have that time where you can write the offer and maybe negotiate a little bit. And then the seller counters and then you go back and you have some time to like, like, okay, well, I can afford to go up to this. Some of these houses are going so quickly and they're, great location. They're beautiful homes. It's like what you're waiting to come out in the market. And they have to kind of make that game day decision right then and there. Like, what do I do? So, you know, we're trying to guide them to, to the best you can. 
So, because we're everyone's observing right now that buyers are paying prices above listing price and higher than the market data that is being able to come from these appraisers. So the difference is the appraisal gap. So that's where the big question lies. What happened? So basically, with the heightened demand from where the buyers are coming from, they're willing to pay over asking to secure the home of their dreams. So because it's like they see it, they want it, they don't want to give up on it. So it's like kind of, you know, that fight or flight method. It's like, I can't let go. I want it right then and there. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, you get the house. It's like so many questions come like after that. So after you put the offer in and you're trying to outbeat the other buyers and okay, congratulations, you got the house. What comes next? So once they go in and assess the house, you have to make sure that their goal is to make sure that you're going to hit where you are paying for it. Well, so then the other question is, well, what if it doesn't? In a highly competitive market, the seller's already thinking, great, I'm getting $20,000 more than I wanted for my house. So it's like it kind of comes down to you have to make that decision as the buyer. Do you have that extra cash to bring to the table? Or are you going to walk away or is there going to be a negotiation mm-hmm. period with the seller? Now, a lot of sellers are understanding. I will say that. You know, what's the saying? Pigs go to market, hogs go to slaughter. So it's like you weren't going to get that for your house. You weren't putting your house on for that in the beginning. So it's like there's kind of like a real a reality there stating that, okay, I was never really going to get that. So, you know, great, I'm going to get X amount and this and that. So there are people that are being very open in still in the negotiation period. The flip side of that is they're not, which means you have to bring that extra between the gap and what your appraisal is. So if it appraised for 300 and you wrote an offer for 315, you have to bring that 15,000 to the table. Some people that's the home of their dreams and you know, you could have a bad appraisal or you could have comps that didn't close yet. And you may know like, Oh my gosh, my cousin Sally's closing on that house up the street and they're paying $70,000 more and it's comparable to the same house. So that might put you in a comfortable position. But the big questions we are getting now is the appraisal along with what I said before, are there houses coming on the market? So yes, there are. And B, you could negotiate the appraisal still. That's the long and short of everything. Leah, is this where you have people that talk about um, borrowing money from relatives or grandparents doing something like this? Where does that um, uh, seller assist piece come in? Well, so when a seller's assist is usually written in the beginning, that's just helping your closing costs. Usually if you're getting right. money from a relative or something that's technically a gift so that also has to be up front when you're getting your lending mm-hmm. okay Leah are, are, do you see things changing with the, this because of um, the values are increasing do you see this changing a little bit more now with the with the appraisals that because as we talk about all the time you can think your house is worth a gazillion dollars and just because you think it and you get somebody to pay it doesn't mean the bank's going to see it that way because based on the appraisals, it, it's not, they're going to give you this much and you can only go up to that, that high. So I say that all the time, unless it's a cash deal, if people have to get a mortgage, it has to appraise at the amount or you're not going to be lent the money that you think it is. So are the banks sort of, or not the banks, but are the appraising, um, are the appraisers um, seem to, does that seem to be getting a little bit better? Because, or do you think most people just know going in 
that, hey, look at just be prepared that if this doesn't appraise, you could come, you're going to have to come to the table with this much more money. Oh, well, yeah. So I'm kind of like letting people know that straight off the bat when yep. we're writing up the offers or I'm telling them, you know, there's no way it's going to appraise this. Like, yep. you, know, I, you could do a CMA in the time right. you're writing up the offer. You know, it's right. not like it has to get in 13 seconds. So it's like, like, this is where we're at. This is where, you're, you know, you stand. And if they're, and I, I'm quite honest with them too, because they, I was explaining to a client the other day that wanted this house really bad. And we're standing there and they're approved up to 300 and some. We're standing at a house in the mid twos and they're ready to go like up to 300 on the house. And I said, guys, if we're going to do that, why are we not looking at houses for over 300? Like mm-hmm. you're short, you're going to spend 300 on a house that's not worth it, but you should be right. looking then at houses higher in the twos and threes then. To, you know what I mean? If that's what you want. And I understand too, sometimes you can't take a house and put it in the location you want it because it goes yeah. the way it goes. However, <laughs> you also have to be realistic because it's a big investment and you know, like you can't just turn around and get rid of it the next day. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. So it's just a right. cautious market, you know, as much as it's a fun market, as much as it's a crazy I agree. market, it's a, you have to be cautious and I can't tell you enough, call a realtor like for sale by owners are not going to cut it. Nope. Nope. Always. And let's let's also tell people too, because they don't always know this. Just because you're buying a home from a person who doesn't, who wants to sell their house by themselves, because the bottom line is they just don't want to pay the fee. And that's why they're doing it. There's, that's the only reason they're doing it. Um, Let's just be real about that. I could use another word, but I won't cheap. But besides (laughs) that, I think um, the bottom line is, I mean, unless you're, you know, a, a lawyer or you're someone else who can do this and you think that that's why you do it. Otherwise, you just don't want to pay the fee, and we all know that. So if you are someone who's looking at a property that is being sold by owner of FISBO, you can still hire a real estate agent to work for you and on your behalf to negotiate with the, with the owner because you will be paying the fee to the realtor if that's the route you want to go, which not everybody realizes they can do, and I think that's important. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's important to know that even if you're getting a for sale by owner, you more than could have your realtor jump in and you're just going to have to, you pay them the fee. But, yeah, it's it's 100% to protect you a lot of headaches in the long run. I guarantee it. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Leah, tell everyone how they can get in touch with you. You can reach me at 570-947-9250. Or you can call the office at 570-587-9999. That's our Clark Summit office where you can reach all 100 plus of our agents. Or we have five other offices and you can visit us on the web at ERA1, that's the number one, dot com. Perfect. All righty. Well, Leah, thank you once again. Very informative information. We uh, thank you guys for listening. Lynn, I will see you over the weekend. Uh, Everybody else, enjoy your long holiday weekend. Be safe and please be nice. Bye. Bye.
powerful as Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.